Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From 
from the center of the galaxy. This is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm Jennifer Landa. And we're here to look into, well, Star Wars in the future. We're talking 2022. When the new movies are coming, Dan and Dave are going to get at least one. Oh, Uncle Bob. We'll dive into all of that here today uh, and talk about uh, our own Star Wars venture. Some news as, uh, this, uh, as we race towards Episode 9. Things are coming out slowly but surely. Uh, we are here, uh, but I want to remind you, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. All right, a little bit later, our Force Center recommends us here. I am distracted because, uh, well, Jen, you brought a friend today. <laughs> I, I love it. Oh, yes, I have a little Mala Tobuk. We call her Mala. <laughs> uh, she is sitting in my lap. She's our new puppy. Yay. Yay. And by R, you mean you and your family. It's yes. not, not, not Force Center, Center puppy, right. which exactly. I'm open to. Yeah, she could be <laughs> a Force Center team puppy. <laughs> yeah, and I'm realizing now, I'm like, uh, actually, she comes from. Um, <laughs> so she's staring at me. Yeah. <laughs> she like, comes say something interesting. I dare you. A woman who uh, she they she trains them to be like therapy dogs. Oh, yeah. Because and I'm now realizing as she's sitting in my lap that that's a good idea. I could be like Carrie. Carrie mm-hmm. Fisher was taking Gary with her everywhere. Like, yeah. I really. Oh, yeah. I like that. Instagram feed going. We'll get it. We'll, we'll, <laughs> We'll get Mala to be a celebrity dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mala yes. is very, very peaceful. She's yes. very calm. Yes. yes. So I'm going to fall asleep looking at Mala. <laughs> <laughs> She's in Mama's arms. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. So, well, that that uh, that is quite a, an adventure update. Yeah. You. That uh, was my Star Wars weekend. That was your Star Wars weekend? Because your yeah. Star Wars and life adventure, getting a puppy, and not naming it Max Rebone, well, but rather oh, Molotoba. I know. We were all set to get the <laughs> the boy, and my husband's like, okay, I'm on board. Max Rebone is it, it is. And we get there, and there was he was gone. So he had already been adopted. So I was like, ah, oh, man, all right. Well, let's see. So then I'm like going through all the Star Wars names. Is yeah. she a djinn? No. Maz Panada? No. <laughs> ah. uh, is. No, there's always room for more dogs. Yeah. yeah. Max Rebone is on the board. <laughs> yes. Exactly. He'll be next. Yeah, that's quite an <laughs> Off with the size snoodles dog, whatever yeah. that dog is called. Oh my gosh! Thank you, Brian Ward, who came up with the greatest mock-up mm. uh, the, of Max Rebone. Yeah, he did his little uh, design. Design, yeah, oh, he's amazing, that. amazing. Yeah, it was that. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, size snuggles. How about that? So, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. now you need one. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is it. I'll get a dog now. Yes, <laughs> take on the responsibility. Take on a lot of responsibility. Oh, Speaking gosh. of responsibility, you've had a lot recently. How 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 are you, how was your life? Oh, going? fine, <laughs> fine. Yeah, it's been a busy uh, busy week. Lots of shows and lots of deadlines and stuff. But I did have time to relax. I saw John Wick. Uh, oh, chapter okay. three, which is mm-hmm. very enjoyable, makes me want that John Wick Jedi movie even more. I got distracted in the middle of the John Wick movie thinking about they should do this, they should Ooh. do this. Uh, they're not going to do that right now. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, a Game of Thrones, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit mm-hmm. in context of our larger discussion. Uh, but I, I had a lot of fun trying to celebrate Phantom Menace uh, yeah. on Sunday with everything else going on. Played Battlefront 2 and tried to make sure that I played in. With Phantom Menace characters in nice. Phantom Menace spaces, and in particular, I posted on Instagram, I had a nice moment where I was running around in the, the throne room as Darth Maul on Naboo and came across uh, Padme's portrait. And I felt oh, like, yeah. 
this Aww. is this is a beautiful moment of reflection. <laughs> Twenty years later, I couldn't imagine playing a video game. Looks so good, so you know, realistic. Darth yeah. Maul staring at a portrait of Padme. That's the Phantom Menace. I love that Padme uh, portrait in there. I think every time I stumble onto it, you just kind of like you have to yeah. stop. You have to pay yeah. respects to the Queen. <laughs> exactly, the Queen. The Queen, well, that's uh, that's a fun Star Wars adventure. I, I didn't have uh, uh, much other than uh, traveling, which seems like, uh, you know, seems like you're in a Star Wars adventure, uh, going through a cantina, <laughs> airport, and uh, everything was out in Houston, uh, thanks to anyone who was out there for the comedy shows or the live uh, movie trivia showdown. I uh, met some Force Center fans, uh, as we always do on these things, and it's a lot of fun to uh, chat with you all uh, and occasionally uh, accept a drink from some of you or occasionally say, I cannot accept that. <laughs> this is one too many. A uh, lot of fun, and, uh, you know, uh, everything was good. Travel's good. Lost a suitcase, uh, but 10 hours later, back in my... You found it. Uh, oh, <laughs> we were reunited. The cycle of life. The cycle of life. <laughs> Felt so good. The balance of the force. Yeah. Oof. Um, so that was uh, that was it. Uh, yeah, I, I was hoping uh apologies to not getting a star wars ranked out i brought my little portable microphone and was set to record uh, i had nothing to do on the saturday morning there and i was like this is perfect and i woke up like 1 p.m and it wasn't <gasps> like we were out late i just i don't know what happened and they're the best blackout curtains i've ever had <laughs> and i thought i woke up at 7 a.m and i was like oh this is kind of early i go back to bed turns out it was one so <laughs> and i had to get up and go to the show wow. so i guess i needed it but we're here. You know what we need? Star Wars news catch-up, Jennifer. That's right. Not a little, not a lot, a little trickle, but we'll take it. Star Wars maestro John Williams has seen the first cut of Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, and he likes it. Williams spoke with the Times UK recently and gave a little update on how things are going with the scoring of Star Wars. So far, he has written about 25 minutes of the score in a month, and he likes what he has seen, quote, very much. <laughs> he also shared the difference between how he used to compose scores back in the day and now. William said he spends less time daily on his work than he did back then, partially because his many years of experience has made him more efficient. Ever a humble man, William said, quote, I don't write any better than I did 30 years ago. Maybe not as well. I probably know more than I did 30 years ago, but I have less physical energy. <clears throat> Excuse me, end quote. And while his fans may think of him as a legend, Williams says, quote, I can't take any of this terribly seriously because I'm a musician standing on the shoulders of what people have done in other centuries of music, end quote. The man is 87 years old, and yeah, he is yeah. still cranking out those hits. You know, <laughs> I was wondering, I, I was like, has anyone done a really good documentary on him? I, I'm sure there uh, has been, right? I'm sure there's been good documentaries. Mm. Like the, his concert last year, uh, at Hollywood Bowl, yeah, you know, it's, he had Steven Spielberg kind of host it, mm. and it had a little bit of the shape of of a documentary. Obviously, not as long, but Spielberg really framed his career mm. and really framed how he changed, you know, the relationship between popular music, movies, and you know, classic orchestral music. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a lot of juicy things there. I think we're going to be seeing, you know. A lot, a lot of John Williams movies eventually. I hope Ashton so. Ashton Kutcher is going to play John Williams <laughs> oh my someday. Oh gosh! Yeah, yeah. Because to learn more yeah. about his like his process, I think would be really fascinating. Because mm. he is like he is, a, in my opinion, like a modern day Mozart. Like how he how much he's changed music and how prolific he is. Mm -hmm. Everything yeah. he does is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's a great point. That's what I'd want to learn the most from anything. A, a documentary, a good sit down interview with him is like. I know you can't explain creative genius sometimes, but how do you do that? 
Right. How yeah. do you raise theme? Which you know you you see Ray and you see Daisy Ridley play Ray and you and you fall in love with this whole character and you come up with that and it seems to fit like it's just I can't I yeah. can't comprehend it. His whole relationship with Ray is just so great. Yeah, mm-hmm. which makes me excited that he's like I like these uh, these first twenty five minutes. Yeah, uh, because yeah, even at that concert, the uh, the piece he chose to play is the piece that accompanies you know. Uh, I will not be the last Jedi. Mm. The rebellion is reborn uh, because he was like, Ooh, it means there's more. And like, he mm. seems so invested in that spirit, that idea that he must be like connecting with that emotionally right. to yes. write the music, which is so awesome. Mm. Yeah. And I love, I love that it's out there. I love that he's seeing it. And uh, to those, you know, Hey, what else, what else is he going to say? Well, sure. But you, you, if you dig in, you get excited. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, if you plan on flying out of London anytime soon, Virgin Airlines has announced a once in a lifetime vacation to Galaxy's Edge in Florida. Here's what's included in this special package. A special themed charter flight to Orlando, private access to explore Galaxy's Edge for one hour. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. A Star Wars themed dinner with character experiences, including a special talk with a Galaxy's Edge Imagineer. A Star Wars themed dessert party. <laughs> I know, right? That's going to be hilarious. Yes. A seven night stay at the Walt Disney World Resort. Disney Park tickets, a Disney dining plan, and more surprises. This curated and themed holiday experience will take off between February 15th and 22nd in 2020. I have no idea how much this costs. Oh, they didn't say? I mm. didn't. I mean, I guess I could have gone to the website. I, did, I didn't even bother looking, but just from mm. the news release, they didn't list it. So you know what that means. <laughs> it's a kidney. Yeah. It's One a kidney. lot yeah. of money. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. quite sure if, like, you can be an American and then go to London. Sure. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Or if you have to, I mean, what are they going to do? They can't enforce that, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. If yeah. you're willing to shell out all that money. Yeah. It can't be. Yeah. It I mean, it's just a flight, right? It's well, it's a flight with all, all this, the package. The yeah, but there's no reason you couldn't fly there and fly back, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I just want to know what this Star Wars d- dessert party is going to yeah. be like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some BB-8 cupcakes or something. Yeah. But gotta be uh, this whole thing reminds me, every once in a while a friend uh, takes me to hit this whiskey bar he's a member of, and they have like $300 bottles of whiskey, and then there's ones up there that just says Inquire. No. And this is, whole thing reminds me of Inquire. If you're asking, you can afford it. <laughs> It all does uh, sound so fancy, too. So maybe it actually yeah. will be, but it could be like, you know, hostess fruit pies with BB yeah. drawn on them, oh like just gosh. in a little wrap package, you know? Oh, Who my knows? gosh. Right. And there's I love the, the theme dinner with character experiences, which is basically like Goofy's Kitchen. <laughs> just probably oh, yeah. a fancier version of that where, That's- you know. Maybe Chewy will come yeah. walk through the restaurant, <laughs> sign autographs, take pictures, like, get some hair in your food. Oh yeah. my gosh! I mean, it's like if you're sitting with a stormtrooper, they can't eat. They're sipping a blue milk latte or something. There. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Interactive yeah. dinner theater. They're nice. just walking through. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh man, it makes me laugh. Um, if you've got some extra credits stashed away, you might find this interesting. RR Auction are currently accepting bids on blueprints of the iconic vehicles from A New Hope. These designs are the work of Steve Golly, a visual effects artist who worked on the film. And there are three blueprint drawings. Uh, one is a TIE Fighter, Luke's X-34 Landspeeder, and a Y-Wing. Mm. If you're interested in placing a bid right now, the bidding war is at $1,065. Oh, 
that's cheap compared to the Virgin yeah. Flight <laughs> des- dessert experience. Yeah, this is a deal. But yeah. I, it did make me think. I was like, I wonder if they'll show artwork like this at the Lucas Museum. I know that, you know, George is going to have mm-hmm. like Ro- Norman Rockwells and things like that. But I do hope we kind of see some things like this as opposed to just for this stuff going to private collectors. Oh, yeah. You I'm know? sure that Lucas himself still has some things that are intended right. for the museum. Right. Yeah. One would think. I would, I mean, hope and think, yeah. I know he's got, I was just going to say he has a weird relationship with Star Wars. I don't think he does. I don't think there's been, there's been weird little points in the last couple of years. Yeah, I think so. He's still very proud of it and and obviously talks about it. So I hope he, I know that, I know it's not a Star Wars museum. uh, Right. But that would would be be a lost opportunity. There's going to be some Star Wars there. And you know, the, the great thing is if he's building the museum and he decides, you know, I would like a blueprint of a land speeder. He has a thousand dollars. He can just buy it. I don't yeah. want to pay a thousand dollars for that. <laughs> it's a little high, <laughs> says George high. Lucas. I love it. I, I would love to have something like that on display. That's that yeah. kind of thing. I know there's some blueprint T-shirts out, or, or not blueprint teeth. Well, maybe there's, yeah. but like um, the uh, the storyboard T-shirts are popped there now. I, I, you know, but to actually have like this is how they made them. Wow, original blueprint. Yeah. I don't know how they didn't say how they acquired this. Maybe it's from Steve Gowley <laughs> himself. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They did not say. Mm-hmm. Mysterious. Well, the most talked about news of the week came from IgerCon. Hashtag IgerCon. <laughs> Bob Iger held a Q&A conference call he addressed where he addressed the upcoming untitled Star Wars films and gave more information about upcoming Star Wars streaming service live action series. Iger confirmed that the next untitled Star Wars film in 2022 will be written and produced by Game of Thrones showrunners David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Iger also shared that fans can expect one more live-action Star Wars series to come to the Disney Plus streaming platform beyond the Cassian Andor series and The Mandalorian. Iger then firmly stated that that was all he was going to divulge at the moment. (laughs) No more. Uh, But first, before we talk about Dan and Dave, which is our main topic, I'm curious to know what you guys think that the live-action series might be. Mm. The third one. Um... I I don't know if I have any guesses. Mm-hmm. I hope and want it to be the Obi Wan Kenobi right uh, story. Yeah, it's yeah. the most logical. Yeah, and I think I'm so clouded by that desire. <laughs> yeah, that our judgment is clouded by Ewan McGregor yeah. in beautiful beige robes. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't see anything else because that's all I want, which yeah. is dangerous. It's yeah. Some sort of attachment. Yeah, but yeah, I think it absolutely could be. But you know. A million different things. It could be live action Heron Jason Sandula adventure. Who knows? Yeah. It could be anything. But I think I just really wanted to be Obi Wan Kenobi because I believe the rumors that that pro- that project was pretty far along, mm. and I feel like that it's a great compromise if you go. Man, this is this isn't the direction we want to go to the for the movies, but that doesn't mean these kind of stories can't be told. Right. And here's a great place for it. Yeah, I like that idea of like, all right, fine, you know, we'll give you some new stuff. Not that they're saying it in that tone, but uh, the <laughs> movies can take you to brand new worlds and we'll let the fans who like to jump back into the characters they love have a little TV show. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, I feel like this would be, the majority of the fans would be ecstatic and they would, Lucasfilm would be giving the fans what they wanted. Mm. And at this point, I'm just like, if they want eyes on those that streaming service, that is going to bring them 
old fans, new fans. Yeah. I just think, I mean, Ewan McGregor is obviously a huge star in his own right. So I just think it's, it would be a really smart business move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is just to me that ticking clock of Ewan McGregor, oh, which we've talked about yeah. before too, of like, if you're going to do a, you know, I would love to see a haunted house story, you know, in the Sith temple, all sorts of things <laughs> that we've talked about a million times, but you can make that any old time. Right. Ewan McGregor is the perfect age for only uh, so long. Exactly. Right. Stupid reality of time <laughs> and space. Yeah. 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 So that is the news for this week. Which to our next topic. It's going to, yeah, we're going to dive on in here uh, to uh, the news that uh, Dan and Dave, uh, as someone expected, are uh, going to be developing a series of movies and they're the first out of the gate. And whether that means Ryan's still going after or working with them, we're going to be talking all about that and just what it might be. Big speculation. But before we do that, we want to recommend an audio book for you, Joseph, this week. Well, it's homework for everyone. <laughs> yeah, we are recommending Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. We're going to be doing a review soon, so give it a listen. And also, give it a listen because I think it's awesome, and I can't stop thinking about it, and I want other people mm. to be thinking about it, too. Yes. We'll be doing that review soon. Uh, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. And now we're taking a look to Star Wars of 2022. Yeah, we're going to dive in, and I want to start with the caveat that sometimes we kind of joke of like, oh, we only get so many Game of Thrones references uh, <laughs> per show. This yep. is indeed a Star Wars podcast. We are talking about Star Wars, but I think it's impossible to talk about this subject without talking about Game of Thrones. Yep. So uh, to, to me, I vote in, in our triumvirate for waiving any any uh, need to say, I'm sorry for talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's kind of baked into this subject matter fair enough uh mm-hmm. and i would also say that uh probably spoilers uh yeah I think that's fair oh, most yeah. of the world has we were recording this on monday it will be released on tuesday i feel like the vast majority of the world hmm. has watched game of thrones so i think we're just going to be open with the the spoilers up up through the end does that yeah. make I sense i think that's a hundred percent fair and legal yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> our law Lim, uh, limit uh, our limit liability release has been uh, put yeah. out there into the world. <laughs> nice and signed. Uh, so let's get into this. Uh, Dan and Dave, Benioff and Weiss doing Star Wars. I want to just start with Iger Khan. How do we feel about the big news being dropped? At it was an investor call in particular, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are many different kinds of Iger Khan, right? Yes. But it, it, from a fan perspective, in some ways, it does boil down to he was talking to somebody yeah. about money and ensuring them that things are going well at Disney and doles out this information and then and then we get it. Um how do you feel about it being dropped at Igercon, Jennifer? I do wonder. I mean I feel like you know <laughs> it's complicated because I, I don't know what their motivation is. But I think that if if he they were to have some big fanfare like the next Star Wars movie is coming from Dan and Dave and then they got the reaction that they got online which was uh, very mixed um they might be worried there's something kind of like uh, slipping under the radar a little bit by doing it with IgerCon, even though we're all gonna find out yeah you know he's telling his his money people who maybe they're fans but it's not going to be the same kind of like oh my gosh this star wars is ruined kind of reactions <laughs> from the <laughs> well, investors from the investors <laughs> you know what i mean it's a safe crowd right so i don't know or maybe he just is like i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do and mm. doesn't even tell anyone 
Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem like uh, that he has the power to just decide what information comes out when and how. Right. Um, but we have the power to react as fans. <laughs> so, Ken, how do you feel about it? Uh, I mean, when, when you coined the phrase Agarcon, it just was the perfect thing. It's like this, it's... It's everything because you're right. It's different. Sometimes he's down at a you know Ramada end speaking at a <laughs> business conference and everything, and it's a, it's a reminder of uh, who's at the top, love it or hate it. Yeah. He, it's his uh, his ship to steer. Uh, I don't know for a fact that uh, Lucasfilm doesn't know this stuff's coming. Sometimes you get a sense that they don't know it's coming. And going back to something uh, you had talked about on the show a while ago, Joseph, about if they did the the Marvel reveal of here's the next five years at a El Capitan event, yeah. That's cool, but to your point, Jen, yeah, maybe this particular news story wouldn't be met with uh, thunderous applause. So maybe this is a, a backdoor channel kind of, uh, Bob's going to say it. Yeah. So overall, as far as I, I'm fine with it, uh, I like when we just kind of start to know. Yeah. And, spec- and that speculation of what's next. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is in the category of just you have to accept uh, accept it the way it is, but I am sort of amused by it. Because on the one hand, like, yes, they are money people. Uh, ultimately, I, I do think Bob Iger wants to make good creative content, but but mm. for the sake of, of this discussion, on paper, Game of Thrones is killing it, regardless of how heated the fan reaction is. So yeah. for people looking at numbers on on paper, this is all great. But from such a fan relation perspective, it's it, it's almost funny to me that the first announcement of Dan and Dave was this kind of fan relation mess mm. because I believe that was the one that was on International Women's Day. Yes, it was. Where, yeah. like, you know, fans have been clamoring oh. for it. We'd love to see more diversity. And, like, sure, you go, on International Women's Day, right. here's Dan and Dave. And I think uh, we talked about back then, of like, well, maybe people would have been more excited if it had been a little bit better handled yeah. than that. Right. And then, again, of, like, th- they have run the most popular show in the world mm-hmm. for almost a decade. And this announcement comes during the time when it is the most questioned <laughs> and debated whether that show is still good is just, yeah. I don't know, it continues to just be like, it's all fine on paper, but it, in terms of fan relations, it's kind of yeah, almost humorously uh, just continuing to put your foot in a bucket and tripping around the room. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a little cursed at that time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little cursed at times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it'll be fine. It's it doesn't going to change the reality. But there's a part of me that just wishes like the, that the way the information got doled out would create fun mystery and suspense instead of confusion. Mm. Like yeah. I don't mind getting half information, but we get this kind of half information that makes us feel just sort of uh, confused rather than yeah. intrigued. Totally, yeah. totally. I'd like a little bit more just cold hard facts sometimes yeah do i need bob Iger to announce there dan and dave are doing the first film and it is about this not necessarily that but yeah 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 then you're left to wander in the wilds yeah yeah but there are a lot of questions Mm -hmm. uh, i think because of the way they announced the dates and they announced dan and dave are doing the first one it opens up lots of questions uh and we're gonna dig into some of those but first uh, i just want to ask how do you feel right now personally about uh these two creators tackling star wars Ken, you've been a big Game of Thrones fan yeah. for a long time. I'm sure, like all fans, you've had your your loves, you've had your criticisms. Where are you at right now? I, I, I'm still on board for it. Uh, and we'll get into some of the details of that, but I, I think them helming the project, but not necessarily doing things uh, on, a, on a lower level all the time. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see if they get a team going, um, but I still think at the end of the day, they took something that, George R. R. Martin intentionally created to not be adapted. Mm. And I said that many times. I wrote this because I hated Hollywood. I was burnt out from working in it. 
and they did uh, a really good job of taking an unruly, unwieldy yeah. <laughs> story and trying to put it down. So I'm excited. Um, and plus the way it looks, if they bring a lot of their team, then we might get an interesting looking Star Wars. Okay. Is where I'm at now. Right so now. You, you're excited by their their skills of, of storytelling. Yeah. And in particular, adaptation. Right. And visual acumen and the team they've built up around themselves. Yeah. That's, 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 that's ex- yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jennifer, how about you? How are you feeling personally right now? Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's complicated. Obviously, there are perhaps other directors that I would have liked to see tackle Star Wars first. But at the same time, I mean, I've been a Game of Thrones fan since, since the beginning, read some of the books. Uh, and what they have done is, in television and how they've changed television is pretty incredible. They're, they're great storytellers. And so I have some criticisms, but I'm hopeful and I'm, I'm excited to see what story they want to tell, what, what is moving them um, and what they're going to bring. Like you're saying, the skill of the people that they have hired for game of Thrones. Oh, if they can bring those people to star Wars, that'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, just the costumes alone. I mean, yeah. The, yeah, the cinematography this past season on game of Thrones has been fantastic. So yeah, it, 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 that's like, I think the one thing that I have not seen anyone criticize some of those kind of amazing, epic, iconic shots, of, <sighs> you know, hounds staring up at the mountain oh, and the, and the mm-hmm. dragon flying like, I, I see those images and I go, ooh, I would love to see those yeah. in a sort of Star Wars context. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So visually, it's hard to argue with. I think I am mostly positive and definitely just always trying to keep an open mind, but a little mixed because mm-hmm. it is um, it is weird to be going into uh, three years from now, mm-hmm. kind of a groundbreaking on new Star Wars and <laughs> already be going in with a lot of uh, mixed feelings. Yeah. Right, right, you know, right. Uh, right. It, so... I'm very intrigued by what they want to do. We're going to talk about this a little bit more too, but I'm also, I appreciate their skill at adapting Game of Thrones, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like I know who they are Mm -hmm. as artists because Mm -hmm. they haven't done a ton outside of Game of Thrones. So I'm very excited uh, about seeing who who they really are and what they really want to create. I'm excited about the visual stuff and uh, for better or worse, to me it's, it's hard to ignore I love Game of Thrones, and I agree with some of their criticism. Some of the criticisms about how they handled some of the gender dynamics. Some right, are, right. some are amazing to me. So they, you know, Arya and Brienne and Sansa are some of my favorite characters right. I've seen on the screen. But they have made, I think, some kind of tone deaf choices. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cool. And mm-hmm. going back to, yeah, yeah, going back to I think episode one. Yeah, going back yeah. to episode one. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I, th- I think this is a big part of it is like they are a mystery. It's hard to pick out. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Game of Thrones starts with like this. Is, it's a deep, complex, thoughtful show. Yeah. And there have to be breasts now. Right. Right. But <laughs> that's where that's where right. premium cable television was back then. HBO. Yeah. And yeah. That's uh, it's also coming somewhat from Martin's novels. Right. I mean. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. you, you look at that and you go, all right. Was that. How much of that was them? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm worried that there are going to be lots, lots of, uh, lots of nudity in Star Wars. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. But some of their tone deafness, some of the mm-hmm. things that we're concerned about, for me, it is hard to to pick out what yeah. in all these dynamics, what is in Martin's story, what is innate in Martin's story, yeah, what is something that HBO wanted and then didn't want, and what is they're just having a little bit of um, tone deafness. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, to some of that specific stuff, um, you know, some, uh, you know, some of the the quite the rape scenes. So there's some rape scenes that that uh, you know are, are different perspectives, different focuses. E- even if there are in the books or they're not in the books, and they added them in. If, if, if the only thing I, I hope, you know, Star Wars won't have that. But then it's what's beneath those choices. Yeah, is what you're you're addressing specifically. Of of can they break out of that and can they adapt and adjust is what I'm hoping uh, yeah. for some of the decisions that maybe they won't have to make, uh, you know, in star Wars. But again, it's the under underlying how they got to those decisions yeah. uh, as creators and their team too. Cause that's part of the criticism too, is their, their team is, uh, is, is, uh, I think only one, two female directors. I can't remember. Michelle yeah. McLaren for sure. And I yeah. think that might've been it. I think that was it. I think yeah. she directed multiple episodes, but yeah. I think she was the only director. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But to me, it's just, it's, it's subtle matters of, uh, of perspective mm-hmm. of, you know, when do you make sure that you are really seeing things from the perspective that you're giving full due to the perspective of a, a woman character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sadly. I mean, the reality is when you're, when you're an actress in Hollywood, Every every project, I mean, even from when you're first starting out, ultra low budget must must do nudity. Like mm-hmm. it is such a reality. Um, and if you don't do it, you will miss out on a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. And specifically with like any sort of premium channel like that is just like you just know if you're signing up, even if you're a character like you're like, there's no way I would do that. No, no, <laughs> no, no. You might just be undressing or dressing mm-hmm. yourself. I mean, it's. It is so baked in that uh, yeah. from the executives on, de- and then they just they enforce it. And they, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I've had friends have conversations and battles with these executives. Like, I don't want to do that, and they're like, "Well, it's integral for the story," and blah sure. blah. But no, yeah. it's, it's yeah. to get the eyes on their channel and on the. So I gave them the benefit of the doubt for a lot of that, but there were a couple things where I was like. Hmm. Okay. No, <laughs> I don't know about that. But uh, so yeah, I I'm hopeful that with Lucasfilm at the reins, uh, they're they're gonna make sure that if, if there is nudity in Star Wars, that it would be very tasteful. But I, I yeah, doubt and it's it. not it's less about the nudity to me because yeah, I right, don't think course. they're gonna go yeah. Dan and Dave, the first we're gonna take three years <laughs> off and then we're going blue. Oh my like, gosh! Like Sorry, literally kids. naked blue people. Avert those eyes. Um. Yeah, but it, it's more just about that. Yeah, yeah. The uh, sensitivity to different perspectives. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I could say more about that, but I'm not going to now. I'll <laughs> do it we'll on other podcasts, oh. uh, or maybe later. Who knows? Uh, do you think it's good to judge how they'll handle Star Wars based on how they handled Game of Thrones? Uh, since I just did that for five <laughs> minutes. Oh uh, no, I think it's absolutely fair. That's your resume, you know. And, and you've you've said it that they were relatively unknown. Uh, what about Benioff? Did the he wrote the script for the very bad Deadpool movie, uh, uh, right, the, the Wolverine one. Origins, yeah. 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 Um, well, he know. wrote a draft. Draft. So again, see like, again, eh. yeah, and yeah. again, and that's that's a, that's a good point too because even if your name's listed as the final screenwriter, yeah, <laughs> how many hands touch that script? Yeah, they don't have yeah. anything like, mm-hmm. particularly in contrast, like Ryan Johnson, who made a right. bunch of like he carved out like I wrote and direct this. This is my soul on yeah. celluloid. Mm. Yep, they have twisty. Hollywood projects, mm-hmm. and I think a couple novels, uh, right? Which I haven't read, so I don't know it from yeah, that perspective. Right. But I know I think it's a hundred percent fair. 
I think it's 100% because I'm going to give them credit for the good and it also means you, you should get some dings for the bad. Yeah. That's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. It's absolutely fair. It's why they got this. this yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point or, too. <laughs> or films because yeah. they're, they're using that standard. And that's the, one of the reasons that supposedly they haven't hired a female director is because Kathleen Kennedy wanted it to be the right time and wanted it to be the right person and blah, 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 blah. So it had to be perfect. It's like, well, okay, if we're going off of resumes, well, yeah, Dan and Dave have a pretty awesome <laughs> hit show. Right. Uh, whether it's, you know, it's mixed in terms of fan reaction. Like, you can't yeah. deny that. Now I'm just imagining literally a literal resume, like, printed up on nice resume <laughs> paper that just says, we made Game of Thrones. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. yeah. So I think, and that's all we have to go on. I mean, people were re- referring to Looper with Ryan right, Johnson. Right. You know, that that's like just, that's also part of the fun of it as a fan. What are, what elements from their, from their previous works are they going to bring into Star Wars? And that can get us really excited or if you get us a little concerned. And it could change. Well, I was thinking of, uh, as you're speaking, Colin Trevorrow, because I oh, love yeah. Safety Not Guaranteed. Yeah. And was like so excited. And then I'm not a huge Jurassic Park, Jurassic World fan. Like it's not. So I, I either I appreciate it. I enjoy the ride at <laughs> Universal. And that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of my thing. A lot of well, for a, a lot of people. Ride. Yeah. For a lot of people, that is their Star Wars, their gener- that generation or anything. So. All of a sudden, you know, the first uh, Jurassic World comes out. And I was like, oh, this isn't okay. Uh, what, you know, I understood some of the questions or, or criticisms. But, like, so that even changes with their resume. And did they hire him based off of Safety Not Guaranteed for Star Wars? Or Spielberg saying he's good? Like, mm. don't worry about it. I don't know. I don't know. So Dan and Dave, even then, it, it could change. I don't know. Over the time, if that makes any sense. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think, in a way, if if they had just said, we are adapting the Knights of the Old Republic video game series. Then mm. you, then to me, it would be even more like, okay, well, they've shown that they're really great at digging into an existing thing, finding mm. the themes and the ideas and building on them and presenting it, yeah. but kind of not knowing what it is. Yeah. You know, I know that they are amazing, you know, at adapting something. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. don't know what else they're amazing at. Yeah, and and yeah, that's the next point. And, and, and again, how much is, you know, I know at the start... You hear the stories of them and them, I think one of them on a treadmill with 50 post-its hanging out of uh, the first book and everything. But then they br- Brian Cogman is part of the writing team who is known as the book guy, and he's yeah. the lore guy. Mm. And, you know, that's why it's it's like, hey, Lucas created it. Don't forget to give Gary Kurtz or Marsha Lucas uh, credit all these yeah. people along the way. They're the front. But uh, so that's why I do want some of that team maybe to come over. But I don't know. But maybe Brian Cogman's not a Star Wars fan. Like, yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Interesting. Do you think fans are overreacting to the news based on their feelings about Game of Thrones since we are just in the pitch middle of <laughs> yeah. such oh, strong boy. feelings about Game of Thrones? Obviously, like, I mean, in a way, it seems like, well, great. It makes perfect sense because both Game of Thrones and Star Wars are things that fans write petitions about. So, of course, it makes sense. But do you feel like uh, fans are maybe overreacting? Man, you got to, you got to, I, I think even we have to answer that with some. Uh, Kid gloves on, right? Just some, <laughs> some nice gloves. Um, I don't know. Jen, yeah. you first. You went yeah. to the far no. Uh, yeah, I've I actually been giving this a lot of thought, and I have not even really tweeted about it because I just didn't want to wade into this. But I will say this. it's There's two camps. There are the fans that are like, this sucks. We've seen them before. <laughs> they're now, they're coming for Game of Thrones, and they're like, ah, Star Wars is dead, and Game of Thrones sucks, and... And so it's like, okay, well, I'm not going <laughs> to, you guys are not offering anything to the, to the conversation. And then there are the people that are like, 
I have legitimate concerns about representation. I have leg- legitimate concerns about the gender dynamic. I have legitimate concerns about how things felt rushed and story-wise and blah, 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 blah. Like, I think that that's those types of, of, of people offering those criticisms, that's fair. That's like, what, that's who we are as yeah. fans, you know, mm-hmm. is it, we're invested in these stories. Um, and that's, that's good discussion and hopefully great things will come of that. But if you're just like, eh, these guys suck, then <laughs> I just I just have to tune that out. Yeah, those people are overreacting, in my opinion. But okay. that those people are also generally the people that that's kind of like their brand is mm-hmm. that they get angry at everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you're really seeing like the difference between discussion, even heated discussion, versus just rage. Exactly. Yeah. Internet rage. Internet rage <laughs> and uh, and petitions. Uh, but do you think? Do you think Ken? Do you think fans yeah. are are Prejudging three years out before you even really know what the project is based on how yeah I strong think, their Game of Thrones feelings are. I think there's some of that too, and it's been a weird time. We've talked about I think off mic and at times you know just like it's it's there's just a different tone this year um, that's changed because remember season seven, which also started bringing some of the criticisms um, a lot. That's almost been two years, and the Last Jedi came out and all this kind of stuff. So I th- I can't put my finger on it completely because I never want to invalidate someone's. Uh, take on a show or opinion but I also get upset sometimes when I just see people just not understand what they watched and they criticize based off that incorrect interpretation of right. it you know Sansa didn't gossip it's gossip Sansa, Sansa used chaos as a tool that's that's what's in the story mm. oh stupid Sansa gossiped and did it like yo you missed the point now you're out now you're tweeting a five tweet thread about how they got that wrong where you got it wrong so I get in a weird headspace that's why and I have to admit I've pulled out and have muted all Game of Thrones words on Twitter and everything wow. just to kind of not to not to echo chamber myself but just like I just wanted to enjoy this last few bit so I think sometimes yeah I, I have to say I have to be fair and direct I think sometimes the outrage is 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 over the top but that doesn't I don't want to invalidate anything that's in it that's a valid discussion point or just your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> your opinion, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, just kind of meditating on w- what the cultural reaction is, what the cultural conversation is about game of Thrones. We saw it with last Jedi. There's a possibility. We'll see it with the rise of Skywalker. There's oh, yeah. a possibility. We'll kind of not in a heated way, but l- live simmering in it for three years until this 2022 <laughs> film comes out. Yeah. yeah. And to me, I, I try to break it down into uh, different thoughts just wanting to be able to choose to experience the story mm. as a one-on-one viewer of the audience in the story. And I found myself at the end of Game of Thrones unable to mm-hmm. just watch it for myself. Mm. I was watching it for myself and watching it for what I assumed the fan reaction would be. Mm, yeah. So like that yes. was in, that, in a way that, that troubled me that I couldn't just step out and go, I just want to absorb this. Mm-hmm. I want to live with it. And then tomorrow... I will see, I will engage in the, the community discussion. Yeah. So when something gets like so heated that a, that the story just can't speak to you alone and that might be my flaw. Uh, but there's that element to me of just letting something breathe and letting some, letting a piece of art or storytelling speak to us each individually Mm -hmm. and just being honest and okay and saying, I brought my expectations, yeah. <laughs> hopefully reasonable ones. Yeah, uh, I brought my baggage about what I want or what I feel or what I've experienced or what my perspective is, and this story is different to me because mm-hmm. of what I brought to it. Mm-hmm. And just sit with that and then go and hear everybody else's perspective. 
Mm-hmm. You, you know, and being able to separate those two things. I don't. Yeah, and I don't think you're alone in that. I, 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 I relatively, I think I've experienced sometimes the same thing, uh, where you're watching it and you kind of go, "Ooh, a lot of people are gonna have problems with that." Exactly. And then I am pulled out of the story and enjoyment. Whether or not I felt it agreed doesn't even really matter. Just in that moment, I'm just kind of like, because I do it on other shows, you know, on some of the other podcasts I'm on, where some people aren't as uh, aware of what they're saying. I'm like, I. Ooh, <laughs> and it's not even that I necessarily think that was bad or, but it's like, you gotta be more aware. Yeah. And that's okay. That's a good thing. Cause I do it on my shows, but like, and I think you two are, are, are the best at it, but like it, when you're trying to watch game of Thrones or anything and you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> yeah, it, it does affect it. Right. So I know. I, I think give or take a f- few finer points. I think we're in the same boat sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And then there's just the whole, uh, Petition thing, which I, I do just, I, I mean, the petition so. thing is I'm all on board with people who, you know, write great long articles about why they really think the storytelling failed and why they really dislike it. Great. Right. Articulate uh, uh, discussions of what you think w- was done poorly. Great. Mm-hmm. But the I want it to be the, the way I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Change it is just to me like it's just it, it's an exercise in futility because yeah. it's not going to happen. And it, it, to me, starts to dive into that art should be what I say it is. Rather yes. than you let a storyteller tell their story and then you choose how you react. Yeah. But, you know, you can't go in and tell the story. Yeah. The problem is, is that people people don't see it as art anymore. That's the problem is that because things have become so commercialized uh, that people feel like they're customers and so they're like, well, I'm paying for HBO. I'm paying for to go see this movie. I'm paying for these action figures. I want this specific thing. I've seen this time and time again with people where, where they're like, well, don't you want to believe that I, me as a consumer has a voice and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, uh-huh. no, because this is what the artist wants to say. Mm-hmm. And you can choose to appreciate it or choose by not watching it and yeah. not spending your money on it. Yeah. And so I think that it's just become we're in this really weird place with petition. I mean, like, I think that they're really thinking that they're going to send a message. Yeah. Let them know that I don't like this. And I, you know, yeah, I mean, but uh, <laughs> it's the, the Yelp world, yeah. <laughs> it's the Yelp review yeah. society. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, in the world might just be changing because <sighs> the internet spoke to the manager about Sonic the Hedgehog, right? <laughs> and the director's like, "You're right. Mm-hmm. He's creepy. I'll change him." See, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, and that upset me. And, I, and not even I'm not. A, look, I don't have a dog in the Sonic. Or I don't have a. I don't have a hedgehog in the race. <laughs> right, right. Um, I, so I, you know, um, I don't. Um, but. I, oh, okay, I got it. Yeah, but yeah, I remember cr- like when that came out, I was cringing. Like, oh, you've just, you've just, you've just given into a terroristic threat. Yeah, uh, as a friend of mine said recently. Um, I, yeah, I think that everything's changed, and and that's always not always bad. Um, but this is a this post Cinema Sins Honest Trailer, how it should have ended world, which the I, you know obviously I'm very familiar with the creators of uh, work people working on Honest Trailers, and I know I know they're just trying to make some laughs, yeah. maybe make some points, but they love it all, but it's not always taken as that, and that's not necessarily their fault. It's not CinemaSins' fault. It's not even, but now we're in this part, part of, you know, ding, Danny wouldn't do that. That's a sin. I want something else, and, and it's right. just starting right. to spiral, which is, is uh, that's where I'm having, going back to the question of are they out, uh, outraged or, or overreacting <laughs> to Dan and Dave, it's just sometimes, 
I think it's this sin, ding, 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 ding. We hate them, and it's just this weird, weird world that we're all trying to navigate. Yeah, exactly. I also just think that there is a difference between uh, fans having their voices heard before a project even begins mm-hmm. in once it's cast. So, like, I think having fans go, hey, I'd really love to see an Obi-Wan Kenobi something because mm-hmm. I'd be really interested in that. Or, hey, I'd really like to see a film directed by a woman. That's before the thing is made. Right. And I right, think right. once the thing is made, the die is cast. Right. And to me, it's sort of like going into a restaurant and saying, I would like a taco. <laughs> if the restaurant wants to serve you a taco, great. You <laughs> you made a request and they served it. But yeah. I think if you go into uh, a taco shop and they bring you a pizza, you can't be like, you screwed up. Like, mm. no, that's what that's what this place is. That's what they gave you. <laughs> It right. is what it is now, it is and you get to respond to it. Right. Yeah. It's a good taco or a bad taco, but you can't make it a pizza with a petition. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> yeah, and that's an excellent point, too, of things going before, wants and desires. And it's weird because we hear a lot of, well, no one asked for Solo. I mean, I don't know. Some people might have. If, but If somebody asked me, somebody, I would have said yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's right, not, it's exactly. a weird, and there's this general conversation. You, know, you hear that a lot. I hear that from a lot of pundits. Well, no one asked for Solo. That's totally true. Uh, but I, So I like the results, so I, I'm glad someone thought about it because I didn't ask for it either. Um, but but then after, I think that's an excellent point, Joseph. Just yeah. then after, it's just different. I think different that Kasdan's time. asked for it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Kasdan's and, and I think George. Uh, uh, all right, yeah. so we spent a little bit of time on yeah, that because yeah. I think it is just such a, a big part of the discussion in the culture mm-hmm. uh, right now. But we'll get into some more specifics of this upcoming Star Wars movie. Yeah. Do we think this is the start of a trilogy? This is the thing that's either, depending on your perspective, mm-hmm. uh, intriguing or annoyingly confusing <laughs> that they announced the date of three films. He very specifically said that first one is Dan and Dave. So where does that leave us? Jennifer, do you have thoughts, (laughs) speculation, desires? This is a real mystery. He's being so, I mean, because the reality is movies take a long time to make. And so they know, um, it's not a wait and see approach, right? It's not like they're going to see how Dan and Dave do. Okay, you can continue with the trilogy. (laughs) It, It is whether or not Ryan Johnson is still actively working on this if they've shifted him to the streaming service, if they've canceled him completely, I have no idea. And then if we do the alternating, like was what we talked about, yeah. to me, I feel like that then you kind of lose momentum. And you possibly confuse the audience. Absolutely. Unless they're really, really distinct. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they're not doing trilogies anymore. Maybe they're just doing did you say that? I can't remember. No, I don't think there's been anything conclusively said. <sighs> it, I mean, I think seeing seeing three films as Star Wars fans, your mind goes to trilogy. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's no guarantee that that's what it is. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think, uh, you know, it's it's weird to me if it, if it goes beyond. So they're doing a trilogy and, say, Ryan's still doing this trilogy and they're alternating every two years. Not even one year. Yeah. Right? That's a time commitment that I, I still think, I still think one of the reasons Dan and Dave decided, you know, you hear now HBO wanted 10 episodes for final season and they got one at six is they just didn't want to, sometimes you just want to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> want to go home. So yeah, you, you're, you're in camp. They put their foot on the gas a little bit. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I go to some of the examples of some of the actors in the asking off the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like, we can't kill you yet. Um, but they want it off uh, because it's, it's 10 years of their life. Uh, and I think there's something to that. Um, 
that 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 so I'm not saying that they don't or that Ryan Johnson wouldn't want to spend the next ten years working on his own trilogy, but it just I just don't see that happening, which is why I'm that those release dates were the first big confusion I've had about yeah. what's coming. Yeah. Right. I've had a pretty clear Zen like approach. I'll see what's <laughs> going on. Get the gonk movie, we'll get the gonk droid movie. But now yeah. I'm like, ah oh, man, I can't imagine Ryan going 2024, 2028, oh. 2030. No. I way. think this is like such a great example of the not great confusion because instead of uh, speculating about the actual thing we're being given, our natural thing is to talk about what does it mean for the other thing you've announced. Right. So we're right. already not talking about the actual thing. We're talking about the absence, the potential absence of the other thing. Yeah, well, it's kind of weird because they announced the other. If they had never told us that we were getting a trilogy from Ryan Johnson. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't even be talking about this. Yeah, it'd just be like, cool. Next but Star Wars is Dan and Dave. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's just a natural reaction of the parents like, oh, yeah, this is this is happening. And then they're like, OK, so this is what's coming up. Yeah, but what happened to the other thing you told us about? Like, exactly. <laughs> you can't just withhold that information. So that's why I find it to be, that's why I think there might be some speculation that there's something bad happening. Like sure. maybe Ryan Johnson was fired or, you know, that I've seen that yeah. going around. But yeah. I don't know. They're just, yeah. they're in the planning stages. Yeah. Well, we've talked a lot about, about speculation, but I want to know wants uh, mm. from my fellow Star Wars fans here. Yeah. Do you, two, a two-part question. Do you want Dan and Dave to be doing a trilogy in those three announced movies to just be a nice, clean Star Wars trilogy, two years apart, nice and focused? And also, what do you want the fate of Ryan Johnson's movies to be? Do you want it to be postponed, canceled, moved to Disney Plus? What do you want? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
market, a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's, it's you know I was a fan of fan of Ryan fan of not only just what he did but how he handled what happened um uh so I want him to I want him to still play in the Star Wars universe but that said I just meant it's probably just this weird mental growing up with trilogies and Star Wars I just wanted 2024 2022 24 26 to be one trilogy yeah that we can all kind of just invest yeah. in yeah 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 and what do you want that to mean for ryan's films that maybe they're later maybe they're another project yeah maybe it's rolled into one I yeah could, so be, do you I want the possibility of them working together i do want the possibility of them working together yeah. interesting oh. yeah very interesting. I, I i'm open to it and i like the idea okay yeah Oh, that would be so interesting. Uh, you know, with, with Dan and Dave and seeing how this this uh, season of Game of Thrones has gone, I think that I'd like for them to take their time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if they want those three films, let them have the three films to tell their story. And I think that that's what they do so well is telling these epic stories that are complicated with lots of characters. And we'll talk about what what, what we speculate the movie yeah. will be about. Uh, but I think that giving them a trilogy, all right, that's fine. I don't know... Poor Ryan Johnson. I mean, he really is put up with a lot from the fans. Um, I think that maybe Lucasfilm is trying to like protect him a little bit so he doesn't get bombarded again. Yeah. Um, moving him to the streaming service would, in some ways, kind of like be a safer space for him. Yeah. So yeah, the yeah maybe yeah. In the <laughs> the the current version of is being on the streaming service lesser. I mean, right. you know, because there's all this still the battles of like, well, you're in the theater for a week. So, you know, maybe maybe Dave and Dan's movies are big releases, but Ryan Johnson's are set up to be Oscar bait, you know, oh. like, you know, who knows? I think for myself, mm. I, I, I do kind of just want it to be a clean trilogy. But then there's a part of me that thinks that can't be what it is because it's just <laughs> right? too much of a mess. Yeah. You know, and there's a part of me that was like, well, maybe they really looked at it. Maybe they really discussed it. And Dan and Dave just did say. We want to do a cool one shot. Mm-hmm. We have an idea for a one shot. It doesn't need to be a trilogy. It's going to be a real fun Star Wars movie. Mm. And then maybe 2024 is when Ryan Johnson's trilogy starts. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like my kind of imagination has been uh, uh, teased with what Ryan Johnson's trilogy could be. Yeah. And I feel like I know more about who Ryan Johnson is as a creator. Uh, so I don't want his to just go away. Mm-hmm. I would be kind of amazed with if, if it was just like the absolute sort of a, a model of patience of Ryan Johnson's like, yep, we started developing ideas and I am going to make them in the 2030s. Yeah. <laughs> I have that patience. Oh. Like, 
That, that's the plan. <laughs> I'd be planned. Yeah, that would be pretty amazing the, the to be planned out that far in advance. So, yeah. Mm. It's so weird to hear you even as you talk, because I think we're all in the same boat of, like, you just, you can't separate the fact that the news was out there. Yeah. And, and yeah. yeah, they have the right to change, but then not, I mean, two weeks, or when was celebration? Two days ago? Yeah. <laughs> a month ago? Kathleen Kennedy's talking about, oh, Ryan and Dan and Dave are meeting. Like, you're just like, there's so much <laughs> different information at times. Right? Yeah. And maybe it is that there's the cool interlocking yeah. in some way. And maybe it'll be a big surprise. Mm-hmm. But there's something about me that just, you know, it's three movies. That's a trilogy. <laughs> anyway. yep. yeah. All right. So uh, how would we feel if that 2022 movie is about the old republic? I, you know what? I'll just go first on this. Mm-hmm. I, I've said it before and I'll, I'll say it again. That to me just makes the most sense of you. You want something fresh and new. You want something unexplored, but it's also filled with uh, familiarity. It's exciting. The idea of thousands of Jedi fighting thousands of Sith and all of the philosophical mm. implications. Plus, you you think about Dan and Dave, and you think about uh, good, bad, or otherwise. His final season had some epic battles that were shot beautifully. Mm-hmm. In you know insanely, you know, iconic shots in this yeah. last episode, Drogon's wings behind Danny. Oh. And imagine that applied to the Jedi are, are still uh, have a different kind of philosophy. They're mm-hmm. building it. The Sith are, there are thousands of them. So they yeah. don't have the sort of, you know, creepy insidious. We are, we work in the shadows. They're just straight out fighting yeah. constantly. Like there's so much juicy stuff there to me. Yeah, I mean, I, there was one point during the long night, episode three is here, when the battle starts and Jorah, Ghost, and the Dothraki are riding off with their flaming swords and there's the flaming, uh, the trebuchets have launched. And I'm thinking, I can't believe I'm seeing this on a television. Yeah, And I, I would love some of that. That's why I look at Miguel Sapochnik is, is kind of the one who's been bringing all that big battle stuff. Yeah. Whether or not they carry on to, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm getting, I'm getting off into the details again. <laughs> I, I, as I've said several times, I, it, I, I'm not familiar with the old Republic. I was never, I didn't play the game. I'm never a huge fan. I read the first Bane novel, but I'm excited to like, finally let's put that down to paper. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that the time period when we see the old Republic, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, we can zero in on an adaptation, yeah. but there's also just, there's thousands and thousands of years where there were lots of Jedi and lots of Sith. And we know that there were wars, but in modern canon, it's kind of wide open to yeah. do whatever storytelling you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and if you want more details, of course, you know, our great friend Alex and Molly over at Star Wars Explained have videos that really dial into what is in canon and what isn't when you talk about Old right. Republic. Mm. Jennifer, how do you feel about Old Republic? I've come around uh, to quote some angry fans. Well, I never asked for the Old Republic, <laughs> uh, which is true. I never have. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, this past season of Game of Thrones with these shots that you guys are mentioning and the battle sequences, which there have been some epic battles over the past uh, few seasons, to me, it gets me excited. And it makes me feel like they are the right people to do the old Republic yeah, that they could get me excited about it. Cause otherwise I'm like, meh. but when I think about it in the context of game of Thrones, I'm like, Ooh, that could be <laughs> really good. <laughs> Jedi is this? Okay. Let's do it. So yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It just makes sense. Yeah. I think it's, if the reporting, the guesses about Dan and Dave doing the old Republic are correct. That I think in some ways that's the thing I'm most excited about. Like, that's a good move. Good right. move for Star Wars, I think. Yeah. How would you feel if it's an, adap- uh, an adaptation of any existing material? So can you kind of ran down some of them? They're, they're you know, novels. They're comic books from back in the day. There's the Knights of the Old Republic video game. Yeah. I, this, oof, is, is this, it's so, this is such, 
this is the most complicated topic we've had yeah. in a while because I, I work hard not to, uh, you know, I want to acknowledge everyone's wants and desires. I, I don't want it to be an adaptation of Night's Old Republic game. Yeah. Uh, not to, again, I haven't played it, so I don't know how great it is. But I just don't want it because then people are going to gonna have the same old... More baggage. More baggage. And that's not how it goes. And that's not how it goes. And then on the other side, I want something completely fresh and new. But then I think we'll get some of the same thing. Or ah, they should have just done the Night's Old Republic. And it's kind of you can't win for losing. Yeah. Um, and I'm one of the ones who will give them a lot more credit uh, in the early seasons of Game of Thrones for putting in things that are some of my favorite things that are nowhere near the books. Okay. And and I think that's forgotten sometimes. Right. Um, there was no real clear they have left the books point. Um, it, it got more obvious, but going back. So I think they can do... I think they can bring good stuff to it. That's not a, a, an adaptation. Yeah. The, uh, but but it just you can't you can't win. Yeah. You just can't. Okay. In the interest of time, I will say ditto. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with all that, Jennifer. Yeah, I don't know. Um, part of me is like, well, it might be good for them to have a little bit of a map. Uh, obviously, mm. it was very successful for Game of Thrones when they were adapting yeah, yeah. from the book. Uh, but yeah, I. Oh, but then it, there's expectations. Fans will get upset if those expectations are not met. And so that's where I'm like, well, maybe they should just come up with something new. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of coming up with something new, uh, I'm curious what your sense of who Dan and David are as artists, what interests them as storytellers? Like, obviously, they were drawn to Game of Thrones, but mm-hmm. so are, you know, millions of people who read the book and thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken, you were saying that they added more to the show, that they weren't just doing. Uh, I guess it is an adaptation, but they were yeah, they were yeah. adding a lot, and some of that probably came from a very real and very personal place. Do you have a sense of who they are as storytellers? Uh, I, I don't. I don't. Yes and no. I I think that I'm just thinking. So the the scenes that I love um, all seem to really play with uh, the delicious point of view and gray area thing. So maybe that's what pulled them in. Like a lot of people, Song of Ice and Fire is. Mm-hmm. There's no clear cut hero and villain and, and in fact one of the journeys we may have been following was a villain origin story but i don't think she's a villain you know like uh but i'll but so i'm specifically going to some stuff with uh, jamie and cersei uh cersei and robert baratheon and and, and uh tywin and, and, and aria where you're just learning you're taking these characters that you think oh that's an evil guy but then you're getting a little wrinkle he still might be an evil guy but now you have something to think about and i think they're drawn to that and i think that's what they had the most fun playing with yeah um, what does that make as, as artists or storytellers? They just like gray areas where they don't choose sides? I don't know. But I yeah. would love some of that in, particularly if it's going to be the Jedi and the Sith in any kind of formation. Yeah. To you me, know. it speaks to like an, it being interested in the idea of, you know, actions making your destiny. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much in that storytelling of like, oh, well, I, I can understand how Tywin got to think that, mm-hmm. but it is unacceptable that he did any of the things right. that he did in support of that theory. Yeah. In a, uh, same, sometimes same thing with Cersei. Uh, Jennifer, do you have any sense? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Ken. I think that they're so good at making these be, quote unquote bad characters really uh, likable. Um, uh, but still then you, but then you remind yourself, no, they're bad. And then they do something to, to remind you again that they are bad people. Um, so I think that they, the gray area that they play in is really fun. I think that they enjoy it. Uh, just thinking about like those behind the scenes things that they show after the show. Yeah. It seems like they really love to play around and like 
family dynamics, relationships amongst the characters, and really motivations of, of the characters themselves. I mean, I know there's been a lot of criticism this past season about that, but I think that that's what really gets them excited. It's getting into these characters' heads. Why are they doing that? Um, what do they ultimately want? What are their goals? And Yeah. So. I was going to say, like, yeah, it, it's it's so hard to pick it out from what's already happening in Martin's novels. Right. Uh, what, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. thematic goals are. But it does seem like from those behind the scenes, which in some ways are like our best evidence of yeah, yeah. who they are um, as creators, they do seem really interested in finding the personal in the epic. Yes. Which is why, what makes me really interested of like, oh, Old Republic would be amazing unseen force Jedi Sith, maybe Mandalorian battles. But then also it'd be, we'd really have to know like, well, who is this Jedi who's in charge? Who's making these decisions? Why are they personally making those decisions? Are they making them in the best interest of the Jedi and the best interest of the war? Or is it because there's something haunting that Jedi that that Jedi can't get past? Like Mm. that kind of stuff would be, I think, uh, fresh. That's what they even said in a couple couple episodes ago with Arya. The reason why they chose Arya to be running through uh, through the city was because they were like, after a while, it would just get boring if it was just like chaos with fire and things mm. falling. They're like, we needed a character that you obviously uh, have emotion towards, and having her be the the point of view for the audience, and and that was going to raise the stakes and make it much more exciting to watch than just like you know, 15 minutes of just people screaming and whatever and dying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think a, a good choice since she has that specific relationship with death in all of its forms. And, exactly. and there she is seeing, seeing another form of it. Yeah. Uh, so I think this 2022 movie is going to be in some ways a big reset for star Wars yeah. to borrow from uh, the Marvel discussion. This is going to be Disney star Wars phase two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you want to be accomplished by this Star Wars reset? Peace. <laughs> the fandom <laughs> promised us peace. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah maybe. I, I mean, I, 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 I hate to say it, you know, we're so positive, but it's just a bit of, bit of a clearing of the decks a little bit. Uh, I, I am, you know, so excited for episode nine. We all are, but, you know, that's another ending of a saga. Yeah. Endings... Uh, form create a lot of opinions. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I think we might need, but the, the TV shows are going to run too. So, but it's no doubt that there's a difference between film and and television streaming, whatever. So I'm hoping a, a fresh fresh start for some fans. Yeah. Uh, the ones who aren't as happy and everything. I, I I want you to experience the joys some of us are still experiencing, and maybe this is a good chance to to just really truly reset. Yeah. Reset the joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jennifer. Yeah, I want them to have a game plan. I want them to have a very clear vision for what the direction that they want Star Wars to go. I think that that will make people fans feel better. Yeah, I think it'll make them feel better. Uh, They're like, no, 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 we got, we got a plan. Um, And then I also hope that the, but like not having Star Wars on the big screen will make people miss it, and they'll get back to the the joy of it. Yeah, like it just. It's gotten to a really, uh, I don't want to say ugly place, but a place where I'm just like, oh, I just dread. <laughs> I dread for some of the from some of the reactions that are going to be happening after episode nine. I just, you know, it just it makes me sad. I don't want to have to have that. I want it to be fun. I want it to be a communal fun experience. Like it's, Star Wars has always been throughout my life, and so I hope that by taking it away. I mean, we'll have it on the streaming service, but by taking it away from the movies, we'll get back to that. Back to that big, yeah, Star Wars is back in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, and I just, I hope that whatever the actual story is, that it it's, feels really new, 
while having the history of Star Wars, sort of the depth of like the thematic ideas underpinning it. But like visually, it looks new. Yeah. Storyline wise, it feels new, but it's got those, you know, a good analysis and a different approach on on some of the, the big themes mm. that Lucas has always been interested in. So it feels fresh. Um, mm. Do you think Dan and Dave will direct? And if not, what are your hopes there? That, I think that's a big part of this, how fans will receive it in these next three years. Because mm-hmm. right now it's just uh, they're writing and producing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll direct. I mean, they, they've got a little bit of experience. I know they directed the finale and everything. I don't, I don't even think they think they're the best directors out there. Okay. You know what I mean? So I don't think they will. Yeah. I don't think they will. Jennifer? Yeah. I don't think they're going to direct. I think that they could really ma- uh, make some fans happy if they hire... Uh, uh, well, they're writing it, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe if who they choose as a director is going to be very, very important. Yeah. So pick wisely. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Otherwise, you might get a petition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I didn't think that they would direct, but then seeing that they did, I know they directed each an episode in the past and that right. they co directed the final episode. And honestly, there's a lot of great visual moments I really loved uh, in it. Uh, but yeah, there's a part of me that does feel like as a sort of um, uh, 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 reaching out to lots of different fans saying, yes, they are they're uh, writing and producing, but we're also going to have a different voice right. coming in as a director. So it's a real team team project, Yeah, I think would be interesting to me. Uh, we talked about that third Star Wars TV show. Uh, mm-hmm. We're all... We're all pretty much hoping for Obi Wan. Yeah, right? so yeah. we asked for it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but we're open to other things too. So uh, we're we're going to wrap up our conversation here. When and how do you think we're going to get more clarity on what that 2022 movie is, what that third TV show is, if that 2022 movie is just a movie or a trilogy? When do you think all that's going to spill out? Man, I, I mean, I'm looking at D23, which is not too far away. Um, okay. I think they want to control their own narrative sometimes. Or Iger says it at a breakfast bar <laughs> at, a, at a Holiday Inn Express. I don't know. But I think they, I would like, I'd like that. Because yeah. even in hearing our own words and discussion, it's something you can't separate our hopes as a fan versus the realities of the business. You know, like yeah. I just, uh, maybe, maybe going, Dan and Dave are on a vacation, but they're coming back and they're choosing this person to direct and help them tell this story. Uh, I, I hope it's soon. Yeah. I hope it's soon. Uh, then maybe they wait till, maybe they want to wait till after nine, but then rumors will start yeah. forcing the narrative, the, the news narrative. Uh, that's probably the most realistic answer. Mm-hmm. Jennifer. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't want it to be another Iger con. I want for them to make, to make, to be, seem excited about it and to be proud to share this news. I do wonder if D23 is a little sooner it's, than it's the, soon. It's soon, right? So there's yeah. a celebration next year, though, right? Yeah. So maybe yeah. at next year's celebration, they're going to give the Mandalorian some time to breathe. They're going to give episode nine some time to shine. So next year, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll announce their game plan. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of my hope is that, the, it, that after uh, episode nine, and uh, after the Disney Plus streaming is launched, that there will be these drips and drops from IgerCon so that we kind of have the picture so that then by the time we get to Star Wars Celebration, then you have the big panel where it's like, you've heard this piece, you've had heard this piece, but here it is all coming together. Mm. And here we are beginning to really present it to the, mm. to the fans. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, final weird question for fun. If you could pick the title of the movie in 2022, what would it be? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> the dark side rises, but that's too dark. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of rises. Right. We get a lot of those and rises. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, what do you got? I'll go with Spark of Joy. Spark <laughs> of Joy. Oh, <laughs> Mostly is a joke answer. <laughs> Mostly. Game of Sabres. <laughs> there, Jennifer wins. There you go. Jennifer has a puppy and the best answer. <laughs> Jennifer wins for center today as far as I'm concerned. Would you play the Game of Sabres? <laughs> We're just leaning into. It's the only thing we've ever done. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's like an iron throne, but there instead of swords are all lightsabers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like those crossover t-shirts. We, yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, have there been crossover t-shirts like that? Yeah. So many. So, so many. Uh, thank you, Joseph, for leading us through. Uh, you know, uh, an interesting multi-layered conversation that's still not done about yeah. the, the next Star Wars. But it's. Uh, I think it's a good time to start having that conversation. Uh, the good, the bad, the tough. Um, Good stuff. Uh, good stuff. I'm, 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 I think I'm still thinking. Still yeah. thinking. Yeah, there's a lot there. A lot and, there. Uh, yeah, and, and as always, the, these are our opinions. We're, we're three Star Wars fans, and we recognize there are many, many opinions out there. Yeah, absolutely. And let's go to some of your questions and opinions through our audience question segments. Oh, we love doing this, and this one's from Patrick Fisher. A thousand generations live in you now. Everyone thinks that quote from the Rise of Skywalker trailer is Luke talking to Rey. What are the odds it's actually Luke talking to Kylo slash Ben? Ooh. Good question. Uh, Jennifer's puppy, Mala, what's your answer? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is a really interesting idea, if it is Kylo Ben. Um, <laughs> Kylo Ben is. Kylo Ben. Kylo Ben. <laughs> I mean, could that be like when, you know, during his redemption part, the redemption part of his story, like maybe he's now turning to good. Uh or maybe they're trying to get him to be good. I don't know. Yeah. Um, gosh, they, they, these these things. I feel like they misdirect us all the time. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's that, that's my main feeling is I don't want the trailer personally to be that much of an emotional misdirect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want all those things to be able to apply to uh, Ben if he makes good choices. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I, and I think that's kind of what it is. Ray has stepped up and she's taken the mantle. Uh, mm-hmm. she's taken the lessons. She's read the Jedi texts, one yeah. could guess, um, and Ben hasn't yet. So I like the idea that we're talking to Ray with the hope that Ben will listen and adopt the mantle as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. for, for me, I like the idea that it is it's it is what it is. It's Ray, and it's setting up what we got, the legend of our time. And Yeah. yeah I, I mean, last Jedi trailer, I wouldn't say it had complete misdirects, it let you play with some stuff, but also in the end kind of told you what was happening. Luke was quite clear. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's Luke what he clear. thought. Right. Uh, <laughs> he, yeah. he thought it was time for the Jedi to end. Yep. That was not a misdirect. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think it, I think it is what it is, Patrick. I think it is what it is, but a good thought. And I'm sure a lot of people have that as well. Spencer Lo Schiavo writes, do you guys think that the Knights of Ren may be responsible for bringing Palpatine back? Mm-hmm. Ooh, little Knights of Ren intrigue, Joseph. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, if it's it told well, I think that would be a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, I definitely want Knights of Ren to be uh, uh, a part of it. I mm-hmm. want to learn more about it. I'd be fine if they were a cool, weird, dark side culty organization that mm-hmm. could have the ability to bring Palpatine back. Uh, I also like the idea of Palpatine coming back, as we talked about before. Like, I, I, I don't. I don't personally want the story to have been. I was pulling Snoke strings all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I, in in theory, if it's executed well, I'd really love that idea. 
Yeah, it's an interesting idea, Jen. That's a really great idea. And it kind of gives them something more to do because my fear is that they're just going to appear <laughs> for one quick scene. Just stand do a behind dance. Kylo and go like, he's badass. He's <laughs> exactly. our leader. Right. Don't mess with him. They're the hype men. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kylo's hype men. Yeah, right. The knights of hype. I don't want that. So yeah. give them something to do. <laughs> but but you're right. They have to do tell that story well. Otherwise, it could come across yeah. a little weird. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I love the possibility that they maybe, maybe they're unhappy with the good old Kylo Ren Ben. And uh, maybe they want some new leadership oh, around yeah. these parts. Ooh. Yeah, nice. I, I can nice, see that. I can nice. see that. Yeah. That's good. Or they just stand in the background and go, yep, we're the Knights of Ren. <laughs> we're the Knights, the manly Knights. <laughs> and we're here to say we um, love Palpatine in the biggest way. Going over to Patreon, the question from <laughs> Daniel Locke. Daniel writes, do you have any difficulty reconciling how different events within the Star Wars canon fit together? I really enjoy both the Clone Wars and the prequels, for example, but have... Trouble accepting that Anakin from Clone Wars becomes the Anakin, Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, both due to change from animation to live action and the different actor. Um, mm. As Star Wars continues to expand in this modern era of canon, this this has come up and will come up again. And it's uh, we're just like um, you know, hey, we want to see Doctor Aphra on live live action, which is a great thought. Yeah, but it might not match up. It's a good good thought. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I think I think there can always be a little hiccup from the not only the animation, but the fact that Clone Wars. Uh, can take the time to tell both both smaller intimate stories mm-hmm. and sort of big galaxy changing stories. And in Revenge of the Sith, your foot is just kind of on the gas. I think for me, the, the the two things I think about about Anakin in particular is I I think that the prequels spend maybe a little bit more time reminding us that he's got dark, darkness in him and he's going to fall. Mm-hmm. And so we don't get as many moments seeing the great hero Anakin Skywalker. But I love all of the great hero Anakin Skywalker stuff at in the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, where he's yeah. really not going to let his master die. He's really concerned about the fate of the clones. You really see him as somebody who cares about people, and I see that as the Anakin that's in the Clone Wars. Mm. And I also feel like, yep, there's a there's some different choices between Hayden and Matt Lanter. But mm. to me... It, it, Clone Wars is George Lucas's baby, no matter how much mm-hmm. he's like, hey, Dave Filoni, go write this. Right. So I feel like, to me, it's the Clone Wars is an opportunity for George Lucas to spend more time with kind hero Anakin Skywalker. And it to me, it better sets up the tragedy of his fall. Tragedy of mm. Anakin's fall, Jen. Yeah, I feel like I just kind of compartmentalize it all. And I feel like if you're a kid watching all this i think that hmm, you're probably going to watch the clone wars and then maybe as you get a little bit older you might watch revenge of the sith i don't know (laughs) i don't know but i feel like then it's kind of a natural progression uh to that to that character and then i think about the the vader that we saw in row one and how terrifying that was i'm still wrestling with that but i just like to compartmentalize it as just all these different stories and different sides to this character yeah giving it more more dimension. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, it's, look, it's a challenge. Uh, you know, I always do that test of, if I read a comic book, is this Luke Skywalker the same one that I see at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back? And, yeah. and sometimes it, it doesn't seem that way. But I think what we, you know, I don't want to speak for you both, but I think what we kind of preach here at Four Center is just kind of peel back some of those layers and yeah. you'll find the the emotional canon and those connections there. And I, I think it's there with Anakin. Uh, there's some things that are, are just going to be different, like Joseph said, just two different actors giving two different performances and takes. But I think Daniel, I, I think, um, 
I think if you if you look and you find it and you connect the threads and wait for this final season of Clone Wars, we get one more. Oh yeah, which is yeah. going to maybe take us closer. Maybe we'll connect uh, uh, for you a little bit better there. But it's a mini Star Wars counseling. But we have uh, <laughs> the counselor here, so uh, maybe Joseph, you can schedule a follow up. Oh yeah, yeah, follow up appointment, Daniel. <laughs> let me know. Final thought here coming from Laura Martin. What's an obscure reference you'd like to see vaguely alluded to in the Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> I think it'd be fun to hear some mention of Kasha Batine, Lando's love interest in Last Shot. That. That's a, that's a really good answer. Mm. That's um, a great answer. All right, Laura, great thought starter. Uh, what do you got, Jen? I mean, if they if they are on Endor, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I w- I want them to mention Nisa. Let's let's go real obscure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or people are gonna be like, what? Are they really referencing that cartoon? Yes, they are because yeah. it's good. Yeah, yeah, I would love an Ewok reference if it's uh, Nisa. Yeah, if it's Nisa, or if it's just a like. A Poe and Finn going like, yeah, you know, you know, that's where the the little bear guys come from. <laughs> I don't want them actually to say little bear guys. Little bear so that's guys. A, a, a little a little too meta. But it would yeah. just seem like oh they seem to all like have yeah. been raised on the amazing tales of yeah. you know the events of the original trilogy and know them all. So I feel like they would know like, hey, we're over here on this other planet, but you know that moon is over there where the. The scary little guys live. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, but in a, a weird way, it works for Poe and Finn because at one point in, 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 in seven and eight, they've both said some things that are sometimes a little meta or outside the yeah. realm mm. of Star Wars. Love it or uh, love it or not, you cute know, boyfriend, you big, ass boyfriend door. big ass yeah. door. It would be I could see that, and, and even the where the crystal critters, yeah, and, and them uh, the murder, murder bears, uh, you know, the, maybe they wear the t shirt from uh, our force yeah. in our shop there. That'd be great, <laughs> um, uh, but not just to steal yours. The the, yeah. the other one I would say that I can't get out of my mind. It would be fun to slip in is just the uh, the claudia gray alcohol verse she's made up so many different cool in-world oh, alcohols yeah. including the jet juice and uh, the tonnery mm. the alderanian wine oh I, yeah, I would, yeah it's just like a little like this doesn't change the plot but it's an acknowledgement of that larger canon yeah it'd be really cool i you know i've never really thought about seeing some on-screen drinking in the yeah because <laughs> sure. it's pretty prominent in the, in the books and real comics. prominent yeah it's it's uh, there a lot so yep that's right uh the two whiskey drinkers from databank bro <laughs> really went out going star wars uh you know the ewok thing is it's it's not uh, it's it's not far from my heart either uh if wicket married nisa and 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 they rule bright tree village together or she's the ruler and he's her hand whatever you want to say uh, i'm fine uh, with that uh, because it, just, it would make sense if they're on the if that if the Death Star stayed in that system and collapsed on any one of the moons or Endor yeah. Prime or whatever yeah I know that's not the name um, it would make sense if someone would be like hey didn't the didn't we win some big we it'd be like going to like Disneyland and go like you want to go to California Adventure right. yeah. maybe pop over the roller coaster yeah let's go see it <laughs> so there uh, some little stuff there maybe some classic characters. Um, uh, you know, a mention a wedge. I don't know, Ooh, something like that. Sure. Uh, a wedge mention. It could work. It could work indeed. Uh, and well, I will say the one I always want, and I say a lot, is, is, is it maybe finally get an on-screen mention of Ray Sloan in the big screen. Oh, Ooh, yeah, that yeah. would be great. Yeah, maybe a framed photo of Ray Sloan in like the first order offices. Huck <laughs> <laughs> stares yeah, at Huck it. Stares. Yeah. Uh, thank you to uh, Laura, Daniel, uh, Spencer, and Patrick for your questions. We'll tell you a little bit uh, where to reach out. Power of the Light side, Joseph, you have sent out some requests. Yes, and uh, I'll uh, send out even more if you're one of our patrons at the $10 or higher level. We would love to hear what you love in Star Wars. 
Absolutely. Uh, we are almost out of here, but here's where you can find us. If you have thoughts, um, want to join the conversation, you can reach out on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Like us on Facebook. Our website is forcecenterpod.podomatic.net. public. like I mentioned, get that uh, I Heart Murder Bear shirt. It's at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. Tweet us those pics where we share them. Podcasts available in a lot of places, including Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. We're on YouTube as well at Animated Databank. We're also one of the favorite things uh, we've done here at Force Center. <laughs> Check it out. And on Patreon, Joseph. That's right. We're at patreon.com slash force center. And very soon uh, we have the unlocked audio and video commentary of A New Hope that will be arriving in this very galaxy very soon. We, that was all made possible by our great patrons. So if you want to help us keep uh, growing and going, go to patreon.com slash force center. Absolutely. We got our own stuff we're working on. Not just uh, not just rescuing puppies, Jen. What else <laughs> we got? By the way, this puppy mala. <laughs> The entire show, <laughs> calmly bad. sleeping in your lap, just what a what a bean. Oh. There, yeah, there was one time right after I said something, she looked at me and winked, and I didn't know if it was like <laughs> I agree with what you said or you're full of crap. Oh, but there was a little gosh. a little wink. She's been really good. If you'd like to see photos of her, I'll tweet I'll tweet some photos or share some photos <laughs> on Instagram at Jennifer Landa, Facebook, ever you know all the social media sites. I <laughs> <laughs> you know them. You know them. I'm there. <laughs> Uh, yes, Joseph. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw and all the other sites, too, that I'm not going to list either. <laughs> uh, you can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for live shows, comedy albums, all kind of stuff like that. And uh, my podcast, Obsessed, my wife Sarah and I are going to be doing a breakdown about our feelings of Game of Thrones. So if you're a Game of Thrones fan and want to hear uh, more uh, discussion, the ups and downs, the joys and the triumphs from our perspective, you can find it uh, coming out this week on Obsessed. Highly recommend that. Uh, you can go to KenNapsock.com. Same thing. It's all on there uh, from from books to podcasts that are too many uh, to list. It's all there, KenNapsock.com. And Ian, you, you do want to give a, a shout out for your book, right? Yes, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Look, it, it's, been, it's been a wonderful time. Uh, Why Star Wars? I, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been overwhelming uh, the, to meet the fans, you know. No one's read it yet. <laughs> so we'll see there. Uh, and, and the forward by Joseph, which is just uh, beautiful. And Jennifer's perspective on, on Leia, uh, which was very needed and important to, to that particular essay. Um, uh, I hope you all can check it out. It's, it's, it's available there and it's, it's going to be there. It's evergreen. And then, uh, uh, you know, I just, it's been a weird experience. It's been a weird experience, but a wonderful one. Wonderful one. And you can get all information on catnapsock.com. I spent a lot of time reworking that website. <laughs> a lot of time. Um, that's it for now. Uh, we, you know, this was, a, this was an interesting topic today, and I'm glad we discussed it, and it's not done. We want to hear your thoughts, too, as well. Reach up, reach out, right out. But Star Wars, it's still coming. We got more on the way in 2022. We'll see you next time on Force Center.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.